Welcome to Weird Sisters. I'm Al. And I'm Becca. This is a true crime podcast by two sisters. And while it is true crime, there will be humour and chat throughout it, and we will express our opinions. We'll do our best to be sensitive, given the material, and never intentionally be disrespectful or incorrect about facts. Hopefully you enjoy the episode. Hello. Hello. We are doing another episode this week. Well, you um, hope so. <laughs> I know, exactly. I don't know where I was going with that starting. I was just like, my mind went blank and I panicked. I was just like, shit, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, so yeah, no, we are. We are doing yeah. another episode this I, week. I am coming into this as blind as our, re- our listeners, oh, though. Oh, do you not know this one? I can't remember what you said you were doing. Oh, okay, So cool. like... <laughs> It's changed so, a few times. Yeah, so I have completely forgotten what case you're on. Cool. Well, I've gone for like a slightly older one um, this time. Um, so I actually am looking at the Lake Bottom murders. Ooh. So the Finnish ones Ooh. in 1960. So yeah, quite quite old now. Retro. 70 years ago. 70? Well, 72. Holy shit. Right? The 60s are 70 years ago. Yes. No, I was going to be like, ah, oh, you know, like 50. 40 years ago. Yeah. For, that's just, you know, that's yeah. like 40. No. It's held on. No, 62 years ago, right? Six. Six, yeah. Yeah, 62. God, my maths. Yeah. Shit. So, yeah, um, Lake <laughs> Bottom. Uh, so, if anyone's listening from Finland, um, I am not a Finnish speaker. I am not a natural linguist. No. And so I am going to sadly butcher a lot of the names and pronunciations. Yeah. I was like really into Finland as a teenager. Yeah, I put but... that in my notes and I was just like, I don't know if you still are, but you were. I really was. Like I any Finnish people out there, like I loved the Dudsons. The like original jackass from Finland. What was they the were awesome. um, there's that Finnish band that you're obsessed oh, with as well? Oh yes, um, Negative. Yeah, that like Finnish glam rock band. They were amazing. I actually yeah, really liked them. They're good. Yeah, <laughs> I was like absolutely madly in love with Sir Christus, one of their like <laughs> guitar player. Yeah, I've so forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I pretended to be him. Oh wow! My friend group at the time, like I was known as Chrissy because <laughs> of wanting to be him. That's amazing. <laughs> I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to go to Finland. Like mm. me and Josh want to go, and like um, you know, you can do the see the um, aurora borealis in yeah. like the ice. Oh, um, like the igloo like, things. Igloo ice, things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've. Te- technically been to Finland because we had to land in Helsinki on our way to Japan. Yeah. But we didn't get to see any of it. I was no. gutted. We wanted to do um, Finland and go and do like all the Northern Lights and everything like that. And then take, they've got like a sleeper train that would take you to Russia um, oh. and go and see the Russian Grand Prix and that. Oh. Um, yeah, that's I guess been not, bollocked up I was going to say, I guess not happening. Which no. is such a shame because Russia is, like, it looks beautiful. I've loved it ever since the film Anastasia. <laughs> yeah. To go to St. Petersburg. Yeah. Like, Russia is one of those places that has always been somewhere that I've thought that would be amazing to go. Yeah. Like, but, um, yeah, not anytime soon. Yeah. No. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, back on, to on Finland. To, on to Finland and Lake Bodham. So Lake Bottom is actually located 13 miles from Helsinki. Oh, so not it's right near from where you landed. Huh. We probably yeah. like flew over it and saw you it. Probably did. Huh. Um, it's near a city called Espo. Okay. Um, I believe that's how it's said. Is it like 
a noticeably big lake. Like, had if we'd flown mm-hmm. over it, would we have looked at it and been like, wow, that stands out? It's not that big. It's three kilometres long and one kilometre oh, okay. wide. okay, so, like, just a standard lake size, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah, it's not that big. We wouldn't have, like, picked it out from others It's not nearby. like a lock or something yeah. like that, no. Um, and it is a freshwater lake that is lined with trees. Like, it looks oh, really, okay. really, really gorgeous. Ooh. It's just, like, oh, picturesque. Um, and because of that, it's like a really, really popular tourist spot. Mm-hmm. So on Saturday, the 4th of June, uh, 1960, uh, four teenagers set up a tent on like the shores of um, Lake Bodham. Now, I can already tell this is going to go badly because it's like the exact opening of like so many teen horror films. Yep. Like, really just is. why? Don't do it. <laughs> they, um, I mention it later at the end, but they actually did a horror movie based off of this oh, case. Oh, I wonder if I've seen it. Cause it I've is seen... literally called Lake Bodrum. Oh. Um, and apparently. No, I haven't seen it then. It is so liberal with its facts that it creates its own storyline. Okay, so yes. very loosely based. Yes. <laughs> As in, the name is right and there's a lake. And some teenagers die. Yeah. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> Definitely, we should have a film night though and watch it. We should. Apparently, it is, from what I read, it is, the whole premise of the film is that these teenagers go to Lake Bodham, like, because of the murders and they're like, and then oh. history starts repeating itself. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So it's a bit like the, um, Oh, what are those ones with, like, Jason or whatever, where it's, like, that summer camp? Yeah. Yeah. Friday 13th? Yeah, Friday the 13th. Yeah. A bit like that, then. Yes. (laughs) So, um, yeah, the teenagers that went camping were Seppo Boisman, who was 18, Mm -hmm. um, his 15-year-old girlfriend... 15. Yeah, 15 and 18. I know that I know. when I was a teenager, I wouldn't have found it creepy. But now? But yeah. now it's sort of a bit like, mm. uh, but I guess it's 60s. That's Things what a lot of different. people say, like, yeah, times were different yeah. back then. Yeah, and but... definitely when I was 15, I wouldn't have found it at all weird dating an 18-year-old. No, but I would think find it odd the other way around if I was 18 being interested in a video yeah. be like you're such a child yeah true yeah but yeah so um his 15 year old girlfriend was called Anya Mackey okay then there was oh, Anya's a nice I name I then there was Nils um Gustafsson I believe I'm really mm-hmm. sorry um he was also 18 and then he also had a 15 year old girlfriend okay. um called Mela Bajorkland I believe Okay. Um, I think the the, the J become like a yeah, Bjorkland. Oh yeah, Bjorkland. Yeah. That makes more sense. Bjorkland. <laughs> Bjorkland. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless there's like a, Bjorn from I was gonna Abba. say, unless there is a band called Bjork instead of Bjork. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Seppo and Nils, um, they were both apprentices at like a foundry. And then Anya and Mela were both still in school being 15. I was going to say, they must be schoolgirls. Yeah. So, 4th of June, they set off to the campsite, um, and they rode on the two boys' motorbikes, which, like, is just such a oh, teen yeah. movie start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I did put in that, how did they get all their supplies, their tent, their bottles of alcohol, their cooking stuff, sleeping bags, and that Actually, on yeah. a motorbike? Because also, this is the 60s. They didn't yeah. have, like, they would have had, like, canvas. Yeah. Not like our kind of tents now, where it's so small. Yeah. And if you see pictures of it, it was a proper canvas tent with 
wooden poles by the look of it. What the hell? How yeah. did they... They must have been, like, super strong. I just Which don't care how you carry it all. Uh, at the beginning of the week, I was walking Odin. Yeah. I walk him quite early in the mornings, like, sort of six o'clock or a bit earlier. Yeah. And I was walking, no one around, and then just, like, down the road rode this person on a scooter with, like, a five-foot soft toy tiger on the back. That's so cool. And just, like, looming <laughs> over them. And <laughs> I was just Were like... Were you dreaming? I was like, I know it's early, but it, this is definitely happening. <laughs> and they just rode on by, like, just, like, nothing was weird. Oh, my <laughs> God. But they either are just an eccentric character or they have had, like, the best night out ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. But how did they fit all of their I stuff onto two motorbikes? But they somehow did. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it does sound like it would be amazing. Just like beautiful lake, camping, mm. I'd love it. This is putting me off my idea of going camping alone over the summer. Yeah. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to be helped with the rest of no. this case. <laughs> So the girls' mothers, um, they actually weren't keen on them going on the trip. Mm. Um, it was largely um, because the previous year, so 1959, um, on the 18th of July, two um, girls, they were like in early 20s, mm. they'd been murdered whilst, whilst, whilst <laughs> camping at Tulilathi Lake. Oh. Um, so... It's to them. They were just like you're going camping to a lake. That's happened less than a year ago. That one hasn't been solved. Oh, um, so they were really sort of apprehensive and uncomfortable about it. I do not blame them. No, um, mm. but they did relent and let them go. Is that lake nearby? What do you say? It's not too far away. I don't mm. think it's same sort of like, like, like geographical yeah, area. Finland. Yeah. Mm. So. As I said, it's still unsolved, um, and I actually found it fascinating because I've not heard of it before. No. So I was <laughs> going to do a future episode on <laughs> that campsite murder. Um, I didn't just want it to be a footnote in this episode because yeah. I think they sort of deserve to have their sort of yeah, story told Yeah, they as deserve. Well. Like, they shouldn't just be, like, brushed over. Exactly. Yeah. So mm. I thought we'll sort of do one um, about that later, but we won't fit in this episode yeah. <laughs> after three on the grizzly man yeah don't want another grizzly bear not grizzly no, bear man grizzly man oh, okay grizzly bear man <laughs> <laughs> oh it's really warm today <laughs> my brain's short-circuiting um so yeah back to lake bottom um and on the night of the 4th of June, and the friends had spent the evening drinking and playing mm-hmm. and, like, just being teenagers and socialising. Yep. And they went to bed around midnight, which doesn't seem crazy. No, that's really sensible for yeah, being teenagers exactly. out camping. <laughs> um, now, I've also seen conflicting reports about this, um, but it's possible that the two boys woke up in, a couple of hours later mm-hmm. and went fishing. For a few right, hours. as you do, just like in yeah. the middle of the night, um, and when you're drunk, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then they returned to the tent in the early hours of the morning, but like other news reports make no mention of that at all. Oh, okay. And just say all four teenagers retired to bed at midnight, and that was it until they got attacked. Fair enough. So I'm not quite spoiler. Sure, but... <laughs> oh, you spoiler. Sorry, they get attacked. <laughs> so 
whichever account's true, mm. all four teenagers were attacked sometime early that Sunday mm. morning. Okay. There wasn't that much of a spoiler. No. Go on to it right now. <laughs> um, now, initially, the scene was spotted by two boys who were walking through the area. Okay. So they were out bird watching or something. Yeah. Sad. So it can't have been like ridiculously far from civilization. No. Like if people, two kids or boys, teenagers, whatever, have like no, and walked we out there. Get onto it later, and there's like a kiosk on the shore oh, to sell okay. soda oh, and stuff like that. See, so it's in like my, a populated yeah, lake. In my head, I was imagining it being kind of like literally isolated, yeah. kind of no, nobody goes not. there. Oh. So, yeah, these two boys, they saw the tent from a distance um, and noted that it looked tattered and hmm. that there was a blonde-haired man walking away from the tent and, like, the general area. Oh, okay. So, but obviously being kids, they were just, like, shrugged it off. And, like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, you're not going to... Re- which is, like, understandable. Yeah, you're not going to be that judgy about the state of someone's tent. No. It was like, okay, they've got a slightly tatty tent. Yeah. Right. And, like, I can understand it i've seen things that are odd before mm. and you're like okay that's a bit odd but you, d- you there's always that juggling act in your head of just like is it an overreaction or is it just a bit odd yeah i like, mean there you- are loads of things in life that are just odd exactly <laughs> so- <laughs> like don't stress about it too much yeah <laughs> but um yeah the morning then continues um and then at about 11 a.m um a swimmer called ristro siren Mm-hmm. which is a cool last name. Um, he comes across the campsite during his morning swim. Like, he just, like, goes out and has a morning <laughs> These swim. These people in are Jordan. amazing. I know. Oh, Finnish people, I wish that I lived with you. Can you imagine? <laughs> I suppose it's... But it would still be cold in the morning. Oh, my God, lake. yeah. Huh. I imagine it's going to be cold most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's Finland. It's not like it's they Spain. They definitely get... They do get warm like, weather. Like, warm weather, yeah, in the summer, but... Still, I mean, considering yeah how cold the sea still is in like warmer Height of summer here, yeah, like warmer yeah. countries, yeah. So yeah, um, Ristro comes across the um, tent um, and he sees Nils and his girlfriend Mela. Mm-hmm. They were on top of the tent, bloodied and beaten. Oh, um, and it's really... oh, hang on, they were on top of they the were tent. on top of the tent, but the kids didn't see this no the kids never went too close so they sort of saw it from the distance oh, see i just thought like two bodies on. on top of it would be pretty noticeable because also wouldn't that like crush the tent yeah you'd think so but although i guess they're sturdier back then they've got proper like yeah. wooden poles and well, stuff we but... get onto it again later but hmm. the um tent sort of lines were actually cut oh so how so the... the tent had collapsed huh okay so, yeah, it's a bit odd that they say, well, we saw the tent. Yeah. Were they just being really unobservant somehow? I don't <laughs> I know. But it, it yeah. Maybe did they strike were... me as odd. And the police did actually, um, later on, ask those two boys that sort of came across it, the bird watching ones, mm-hmm. to, like, sort of come and talk to them. And no one ever did. Oh. So maybe they were just kind of scared. They were a bit freaked out. Yeah. Maybe almost embarrassed that they hadn't reported Stuff. Yeah, yeah, like ha- lots of people kind of do go for the. Uh, it's easier if I don't make it my problem. Kind exactly, of route. and their children. Yeah, like. exactly. So yeah, um, where was I? Yeah, so Nils and Mailer were on top of the tent, um, and there's just it's really 
a really tricky case. There's lots and lots of conflicting information. You read one sort of news article or source and then another one will say something slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously there's the whole, the really sort of court documents or anything like that are in Finnish. Ah, yeah. Which, you know, it's hard if you don't speak. Finish. It is a little bit, yeah. so slight barrier. <laughs> so I'm sort of try to do the best that I can with sort mm-hmm. of the conflicting statements. Cool. So, if, uh, if anyone from Finland would like to translate stuff for us ever in the future, yeah. get in touch. Yes. <laughs> so, in some reports, um, it was stated that Mailer was partially tangled up in the tent fabric. Um, in other reports, it's that she was completely out of the tent fabric. Okay. Um, and it also appears that Nils was the only one of the four teenagers who hadn't been stabbed. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, but then, you know, there's a couple of news articles that you read that state all of them had been stabbed. So Okay, so it is really conflicting. It is yeah. very conflicting, but I kind of erred with more of it seems to say that he wasn't stabbed than that he was. Yeah, okay. So, obviously, at this point, Ristro knows that something really 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 fucked up's happened uh-huh um and he calls the police good good which is good cool um they turn up and discover the bodies of seppo and anya still in the tent okay. so at this point ristro hadn't known uh, that there were yeah. four teenagers so it was just two. two of them were kind of like out of the tent on top yeah, of it. yeah nils was 100 percent out of the yeah. tent and on top of it um here mailer was Kind of partially yeah. in the tent and out of the tent. And the other two were fully in the tent. Yeah. Okay, so it's a, quite a disorganised crime scene. It really is. Um, the ropes of the tent had been cut, so the tent had actually collapsed on Seppo and Anya. Mm. So they were trapped inside the tent while, and I don't know why, but it just makes it even more horrifying, they were attacked from outside the tent. Oh, like into the tent. Yeah. Ooh, that is... Yeah. Ooh. So, and there's some theories that um, Mela was half out of the tent because she'd been attacked inside the tent from the outside yeah, as well. and tried to get out. tried to get out, but obviously with it being collapsed around them, she wasn't able to get fully oh. out. Oh, oh wow. But, yeah, that's just horrific. Were they, uh, the, you might not be able to answer this, um, were they all killed, like, at the same time? It's thought that Nils was attacked first, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, all the others were attacked sort of after yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So then Nils is the one who was out of the tent yeah. fully. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So all four of them had been bludgeoned and beaten with a blunt object, which uh, they okay. thought was probably a rock. Yeah. Um, Seppo was found. Um, just gets a bit graphic here in case you want to skip ahead like a minute um seppo was found on his back uh with the majority of the attack being focused on his head and neck Ooh, and these were stabs stabs as Ooh. well as blunt force trauma from the rock Ooh. or whatever it was so he had suffered a skull fracture mm-hmm. a puncture wound to his trachea and Ooh. to his windpipe Ooh. um a cerebral contortion which oh. is where your brain obviously gets like swelled yeah, contortion is like yeah, damaged inside your yeah. skull, like bleeding and kind of like a bruise yeah. to your brain. Um, inhalation of blood from the stab wound oh. in his windpipe. Oh, so he um, was still alive when that happened. Yeah, and a puncture wound to his right lung, which um, oh. yeah, oh. is 
That's horrible. Uh, Anya um, had been stabbed about ten times. Okay. Um, and also bludgeoned with the blunt mm. object multiple times. And was this all around like her head as well, maybe? Yeah, it fractured her skull. Mainly. Oh, wow. Um, See, this it was really brutal. Cause it's really? Like, skulls aren't the easiest thing to fracture. That's kind no. of the point of our skull. Exactly. And for it to be two of them to have fractured skulls. Yeah. Um, they all had fractures all in their heads. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so that's also somebody with a lot of strength yeah. to keep that up. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Sort of attacking four people like mm. Four teenagers. Like, they're not little, no. like kids, or they're not, like, elderly. You'd think they're quite strong by yeah. the sound of it and physical. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the rock or whatever it was... Um, fracturing her skull that's what caused Anya and Seppo to die mm. um, frustratingly there's Anya's injuries are almost like glossed over you hear a lot about Seppo's a lot about Mailer's mm-hmm. and a lot about Nils but Anya just doesn't get mentioned that's that weird. much hey. um, which just struck me as really sad yeah exactly um, now with Mailer um, it's apparent that she'd been attacked a lot more viciously than the other two. Okay. Um, though obviously it's really not good for any of them. No, but it's interesting in cases like where there are multiple victims yeah. for it to be focused more on, on one. one of them. You yeah. think, why? So she was also undressed from the waist down. Oh. Um, and unlike the others, she'd continued to be stabbed and slashed out after she died. Okay. So the other ones, when they died, that was it. The attacker just sort of moved on. Yeah. But with her, he or she continued to attack them. Okay. So it sounds... I mean, it feels like she's kind of the focus. Yeah. And... That's one of the theories later on. Um, oh. So she also suffered a fractured skull, um, which is likely 15. what killed her. 15 yeah. years old. And horrifically, she'd been beaten so badly um, that she'd actually lost teeth from her bottom oh jaw, which God. were then found um, at the bottom of the tent outside. Oh, that makes me feel really weird. Yeah, it's just oh. awful. Holy crap. So, Nils... I really don't know this case. I've heard it... I know I've listened to other cases, like other podcasts cover it. But I don't think any of it's gone in, because all of this is new to me. It's one of those ones that I listened to when I was just getting into true crime, and sort of really stuck with me. It's one that I think I listened to early on, and haven't really revisited. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, um, Nils was still alive um, oh. when they were found. Wait, like, literally, he, he is alive. He's alive. Right, when the police go. Yep. Oh. Um, he'd been, as I said, beaten and possibly stabbed. Again, not sure on that one. Mm. So he was transported to hospital in critical care. Oh, yeah. Um, he'd <laughs> suffered a fractured jaw, as well as some other bones in his face being fractured Ooh. and bruised. Um, but he went on to recover. Oh, so Nils lived. Nils lived. Oh. And you said Mailer was his his girlfriend. girlfriend And and she she was attacked more viciously. Okay. And he lived. Yeah. I... That fills me with confusion. Yeah. But he does also have a fractured jaw, so... True, but... I don't want to... No. Be, like... 
saying anything. I don't know the case. I don't know what the outcome is. Yeah. But it feels at this moment in time, like, could that have come from self-defense of other people, like Mm. fighting him? Yeah. But I'm going to have to wait and see where we go. I don't want to be like, Nils did it if he's innocent. Exactly. So... The police obviously questioned Nils when he was able to about what had happened. Mm. Um, now, he said that he couldn't remember much of it, which would be understandable. He has got concussion. Yeah. Um, he was actually diagnosed with concussion at the hospital. Oh, okay. Um, from, obviously, yeah. the blunt force trauma to yeah. head. Troy has had concussion from yeah. Kuksul, from martial arts. That does not sound fun. Oh, no, he finished his grading. He went to work for two days before finally having to call him sick. to do that. No, as I said to him, you could have died yeah. or got brain damage from this not being treated. Like, yeah. that's kind of serious. But yeah, he had, after three days, had to ask someone to pick him up from work because he wasn't in a state to be able to, like, get home. That is like, scary. Yeah, like, what is wrong with you? Wow. Like, come on. Have some self-preservation. I think his sister's had concussion three times from That's martial arts. That's not good. No. It can, like, affect you. Yep. This is what I said to him. It's like, you actually need to take that seriously. personality. Yeah, that's, and like... it can lead to... That sudden, um, a lot of like, um, like American boxes. football players and boxers boxes. and stuff mm. like that, they get that problem with their brain just suddenly starts degenerating yeah. because they've suffered so much damage to it. Exactly. That's the thing. It really scares me. Yeah. Like, I have, luckily, I think since we've been together, he's starting to learn that actually it's important to look after yourself a bit more. It really is. Like, <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, just... So yeah, Nils had concussions, so that's why he said he couldn't remember anything. Um, but he said that the killer had attacked him first and that believing he was dead, the killer then went on to attack the others. Um, and Nils described the attacker as being a shadowy figure dressed in black with red eyes, which... Okay. Could be the shock talking. I'm that, gonna you know, go that's... with it probably is, unless they got attacked by like a demon. Could be. <laughs> I mean, it could be a theory, you know? Yeah, you know. Um, it's, it is unsolved. Yeah. So, you huh. know, could be demon. But, <laughs> the, um, the police started their investigation about midday on the Sunday. So, they think that the t- um, the teenagers have been dead sort of about s- between six and eight hours at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't without fault, though, like we see a hell of a lot, the investigation. Oh, okay. I was really rooting for the Finnish police here. The Finnish police, you kind of just think that they would be better than better. us. Better than the, like, British police or the American police. Yeah. I don't know whether, it's the 60s, I don't think they're used to crimes like this. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe they were just completely out of their depth and trying yeah, I to mean, do the right thing. True, I'm judging them, but I wouldn't have a clue what to do if I was investigating. No. So, firstly, they didn't cordon off the crime scene. Oh, no. Which is just, no. Oh, why? no. I mean, that is pretty basic, like yeah. policing 101. So there were other campers and curious members of the general public mm-hmm. just like going around oh, with yeah. their contaminating like, pores. The public are trash. Yes. <laughs> people will do anything to get a bit of like gruesome fame or like... It's like when people see a crime being committed, like someone getting raped or an accident on the road and that, and they just like stop and film it as opposed mm-hmm. to... It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yep. I don't know. 
or stuck. like I can't remember what house it was that was to do with like a, some crime, but yeah. like people wanting like bits of it as a memento That's and stuff. So yeah, up. was that um, the West's house up here? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, Fred and Mary West. Mm. So yeah, um, the police also didn't take official recordings of their investigation of the crime scene. Which okay. Is that's also bad. That is. Like, write it down. <laughs> so, and on top of that, several items were missing and never found. Okay. But obviously, with the public being there, and then later on, the police got soldiers' um, help to try and find this stuff. Well, it becomes it's a bit very late. hard to say that the stuff is missing because of the crime as opposed to someone's just taken it or oh, okay like yeah. yeah you can't is it is it still missing was it just pilched like, yeah big old case of trying to bolt the barn door after the horse is yeah. gone yeah so some of the missing items were wallets watches and a couple of pairs of pliers <coughs> why i don't know why Did you they need have... multiple pairs of pliers yeah pliers aren't something i use generally when i go camping i could see maybe having it like for repairs or with yeah. your bike or stuff or like maybe that, like but... with fishing do yeah. you use pliers or something with like the hooks or bait or, maybe or like wires the w- yeah but <laughs> i don't i don't know nothing about it just fishing. it just puzzled me and also i mean wallets things like that being missing that, those are pretty pretty significant things to have gone missing i could imagine that you know that's the sort of thing a wallet and stuff that the general public could maybe just just take yeah you know why not exactly they just, yeah although fun. do do we know that the killer hadn't taken them no but that's kind of okay, my so point it's literally just total speculation yeah. it's pandemonium okay. i wasn't sure if they'd scene. like seen them and then know that they'd gone missing after no i think it was just this is what they took with them from their families and stuff okay and then, oh well we've not found i that. don't know if i if something like this ever happened to me god forbid yeah but i don't think anyone would have a bloody clue what sort of stuff i'd <laughs> normally have with me i think people would know with me because i like am such a list writer yeah there would be a list of my planning true. yeah i'd have a list of everything i'd taken with yep. me yeah that's <laughs> so, true yeah i so i was thinking people wouldn't know off the top of their head i don't think even troy <laughs> no, would i think but I would most have that list. definitely troy wouldn't but yeah, I'd have that list in my notebook. Exactly. The problem would be finding it, because I have like a million notebooks. My problem would be them knowing which list was the current yeah. list. <laughs> yeah. I'll write a list and then I'll write another oh my list because yeah. I've missed stuff I off. get excited with like planning. Yep. So I'll make a list like three months before going away. And then yep. like, yeah. I do that. <laughs> I've got it in my notebook somewhere the stuff I need to pack for Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um... But yeah, they also noticed that the keys to the boys' motorbikes that they'd driven there mm-hmm. on had been stolen, but the motorbikes hadn't been. So what's the point of having the keys? Yeah. Unless it was to stop them leaving before. Oh, don't. That is something I had not thought of and a yeah. very good bloody point. Yeah. Maybe it's like to remove their ability to leave before they're murdered. Yeah. Like when people cut the phone line. Yeah. That. Ooh. Oh, yes. Like we don't know that that's what that that does make it's an interesting yeah, yeah. interesting angle. Hmm. So there were also clothes missing. Um, some of them were found soaked in blood about five hundred meters away from the tent. Oh, okay, that's weird. That's not the weirdest thing. Oh, right. One of the oddest things is that Nils's shoes 
They were found partially hidden about half a mile away from the camp, and they had blood on them. Okay. Yeah. So blood pattern analysis showed that the trainers had been worn at the time of the attack. And then, what, like, removed and hidden. Yeah. I don't like this, because it's making me not trust Nils, and I feel like he's not going to be the murderer, and I'm going to feel really bad. Yeah, he said he had no memory of wearing them, and he pointed out to police... Could the murderer have put them on? I mean, I don't know why, but... Oh, no, it's like... just weird. Why would you put on someone else's shoes? Yeah. Unless you're trying to muddle up the crime. Yeah, maybe. or stop yourself leaving yeah. tracks from your own shoes, or... So but then you'd leave... Oh, the 60s, I was going to say, you'd leave fingerprints on them, but, but they, they didn't yeah. have that back then, did they? They all had fingerprints back then. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have, like, the fingerprint analysis, I think, did they? They probably had that. They didn't have DNA analysis, oh. though. But if you wear gloves and fingerprints... Yeah, and Not fingerprints, true. wear gloves and that's someone else's shoes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they um, didn't have fingerprints back in the 60s. It's like when I tell the kids that... Um, the black and white pictures and films nights because we didn't have colour back then. And I genuinely <laughs> believe it. Aww. I want to know, like, well, what time did green get invented? Oh my god! <laughs> it actually makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, Neil said, "Well, I've got no memory of wearing them." Concussion, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also said, "Also, like, you know, my jaw's broken. Oh, yeah. I wasn't really in that much of a state to even be moving about." Yeah. That's true, so, yeah. that was his argument. But it doesn't get any less confusing from here. Oh, God. <laughs> so, obviously, Seppo, Anya, and Mela are dead. Mm-hmm. Nils is recovering in critical condition in hospital. Mm-hmm. They can't find any murder weapons. Oh, so they don't have the knife. They don't or, have the knife or, or the, the rock, rock or whatever it was. So police start looking for suspects and a motive and what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Now, as you said, obviously Mela was undressed from the waist down and had been attacked a lot more. But neither Anya or Mela had been sexually assaulted oh, that they okay. could tell. Okay. Although, I guess that, in some senses, when they say, oh, they haven't been, I always yeah. wonder, but you can't definitely prove that. All you can say is there's no injuries yeah. consistent with they it. They couldn't find any injuries consistent with it. They couldn't find <clears throat> any sperm or anything okay. like that. Oh, okay, fair enough then. Yeah, yeah. there was no yeah. indication that they had been. Hmm. But but they... then some... Sorry, I was just going to no, jump in. With Some people get their kicks from other means. Yeah. Like, not necessarily by the actually physically it, raping it, someone. Yeah, being a sexually motivated assault doesn't always have to involve actual sexual acts. Yeah, exactly. As we all know from Mindhunter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just literally obsessed with that at the moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I hated it when I started, and I put off watching it for mm. years and years and years. See, I remember telling... You. Oh, know. it's good. You should watch it. Yeah. And then I gave it another chance, and I yeah. literally cannot get enough of it. Are you on just season one? I don't know. Yes. I wasn't a fan of season two. Okay. I was disappointed because it felt like they weren't really focusing on what I enjoyed was like him interviewing the prisoners. And yeah. It being about that like murder investigation stuff, and it felt kind of like they moved away from that. In there was a big like build up of oh this season they're gonna do charles manson and stuff and then it was like i've got to the charles manson oh Oh, so i'm probably there yeah but it was just very like i don't know it felt like they were just the 
sort of stuff that had drawn me in became like know, less I've of got a... I've hooked because obviously it's now the storyline where um, that detective's son has like been <laughs> all caught up in that. Maybe I need to watch it again. I did only watch it once. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, back to where we were. <laughs> um, they didn't really make any headway with sort of possible suspects or motives for the murders. Okay. They did have numerous suspects over the years, but they would talk about them. They didn't, a lot of them didn't pan out. Mm. Um, they went, they were desperate enough that they actually went as far as to try hypnotizing Nils. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I'm not sure how I feel about hypnotizing. No. I think it can be great as a meditative tool and to mm-hmm. help you deal with anxiety and stuff. Yeah. I don't believe in the woo side of hypnotizing. <laughs> it's, again, something that would be interesting to see tried on you. Yeah. <laughs> so during his hypnotizing, hip, hypnotic hypnosis? session? Hypnosis. Hypnosis, that's the word. <laughs> uh, Nils described the man who attacked them. Oh. And police actually created a composite sketch. Okay. Was he blonde? Like the person the kids saw? I don't think so. Oh, so the kids didn't really see anything useful. I don't know. They did his hair, but obviously it's a black and white sketch. Oh, yeah. True. Well, I guess if it was blonde hair, it would be pretty light coloured. I, I don't know. I'm just literally getting up the composite to show you now because it's a really interesting Ooh. composite as well because it looks very caricature like that is not how you say that word but you know what I mean <laughs> caricature like yeah yeah sorry guys just literally need to show this because it is really interesting let's <laughs> get Becca's reaction to it there oh. that's the composite oh that's really freaky so he does actually have blonde hair yeah he does have blonde hair but see what I mean about being caricature yeah, all of the features that. are really like exaggerated yeah. and disproportionate. Really sort of bulging eyes, really big ears. Yeah, like sort of big jaw. A really like large mouth that is like doesn't fit with and, the yeah. size of the head. But then we'll talk about it later. But one of the suspects, oh, has really bold, like not bulgy eyes, but like but really intense eyes and like their features are kind of they've got quite a long forehead their features are kind of like lower down on their face so yeah and huh and they've got noticeable lips yeah they feel like very prominent they're not really big like the caricature but they're i can kind of see how they stand out in your mind yeah so they had that composite sketch and there's a picture that someone took at one of the victim's funerals. Oh. And, and is that it, that guy? It showed a man that looks really like the composite sketch. Mm, and they've got like But they don't know who it yeah. is. Now, some... Wait, so that picture you just showed me. No, they, they know who that oh, is. Oh, okay. The man at the funeral was never identified. Oh. Some people think it's the guy I just showed you, Hans Asman. Okay. Um, now, he... he some people say that he wasn't at the funerals, so it's mm. not been confirmed that he was there. Okay. But it, there's definitely a similarity in mm. that. Yeah. So Hans um, was, it could be argued, the main suspect until 2004. Oh, wow. So like 40 years. Yes. Wow. Yeah. 42 years. Um, he was apparently a KGB spy. 
Okay. So like, I actually looked up what that was because I know kind of what it is, but I didn't yeah. know a proper definition. Mm-hmm. Um, the KGB were the former Soviet secret police. Oh, so like okay. basically he was a Russian spy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, according <clears throat> to a former police officer, Matty Palaro, mm-hmm. um, Hans went over one night to talk to him about his life, which is like actually really fascinating. <laughs> so... I mean, he's a really shitty, scummy person. Yeah. So were they friends, him and Matty? Like, why did he go over and just start chatting? Because to him? I think the police officer, he was a suspect. He'd suspected him in some other cases. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just having a chat with him at some oh, okay. point. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so Hans had been a Nazi and an Auschwitz guard. Okay. Always a great sign of someone's character. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he went on to fall in love with a girl who was Jewish. Right. This throws some uh, A few issues. spanners in the works. Yeah. There. Um I wonder whether she fell in love with him. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely it's definitely a... worded as he fell in love mm, with. It's an unconventional pairing, I'll give you that. Yes. Um, um apparently he did have a relationship with her because he was punished for that. Okay. By being sent to the Eastern Front. Oh. The Eastern Front was not a good place to be, no, from my understanding. It really wasn't, so he really was punished. Yeah. They were like, Okay, you can go die for us Literally. now. Literally. Like, um We aren't gonna waste our time killing you because we can let you just die. Kill you anyway. Yeah. But it'll be more useful. Yep. Oh. So, when he was at the Eastern Front, he was captured by Soviet forces and sent to a prison camp. Oh, probably better for him than staying in... Germany. Yeah, Germany at that point, yeah. So, when in the prison camp, he then turned spy for them. Oh, so he's like a So now he's a Russian spy, or a Soviet spy, and like, I'm sorry, I had to put it in, because what a fucking wild ride. Yeah, what a life. I I mean... It's not the kind of easy thing to just run through and people like, in a job interview, tell us about yourself. (laughs) Well. (laughs) He's been a Nazi who worked at Auschwitz, but then I fell in love with a Jewish girl, got sent to the Eastern Front, and um, became a spy. Yeah. Anything not clear. (laughs) (laughs) Any questions? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine asking the question, so where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Mm. With that life, who the fuck knows? Yes, exactly. God. So, anyway, after becoming a Russian spy... Wow. So, I guess he changed his mind about being a Nazi? Like, that's sort of slightly positive. Yeah, apparently, after falling in love with Jewish girl, he um, really didn't like the whole Nazism mm. stuff. Things personally affecting you tend to uh, tend to change people's it views on life. It drives me mad. It's like when people try and convince guys not to be shitty and they go, well, imagine if it was your sister or something. Mm. That should not be the prerequisite for not being no. a shitty person. It shouldn't be that you only care about something when it directly yep. Im- impacts on you. Yeah. Urgh. But anyway, I mean, still though, if that is what changes people from being a terrible person. Still, if that gets you out of Nazism, yeah, like that's that's still a positive. positive. Yeah, so I guess I'm not sure on his character. I was going to say I don't know how I feel about him, but no, not great. No, he's not someone I would instantly form a friendship with. I don't think. No. And I don't think he gets better. Ah. So, he settled in Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, he lived there in the 1950s and 60s. Okay. And he lived right near Lake Bodom. Ah, interesting. Yes. Now, on the 5th of June, the day after the attack, mm. um, Hans turned up at Helsinki Hospital 
in clothes that looked stained with blood and black dirt on like his right. hands and fingernails. How do you explain that? You're like, oh no, I was gardening and then spilled yeah. ketchup on myself. Well, his initial behaviour was to actually fake being passed out so that he'd be seen quicker <laughs> by the doctors. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That surprisingly didn't work. Aww. Um, so then his demeanour completely changed. Um, oh. He became really nervous and aggressive. Yeah. Interesting. Like Hosp- he's got something to hide. Hospital staff thought this was quite suspicious and yeah. called the police. You would? Yeah. Um, the police, on the other hand... Oh... They um, questioned him really briefly, mm. saying there's no further investigation needed because oh, no. he's got an alibi. Sure. What was his alibi? Was it good? They never, they never released oh. his alibi. Because I think I'd be looking into that if it was somebody who used to be a Nazi. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, some kids got murdered. I think we're going to like slightly yeah. extend this interview. Like, it should not be a brief, quick interview. Like, how did they even have time to check out the alibi? Yeah. Um, I bet they didn't. As we see when we talk about our next suspect, Carl Jill... Yeah. Sorry, I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. Fuck you, Alexa. Alexa, what are you doing? We don't want you to connect to the internet. Go away, Alexa. The robots are taking over. <laughs> Alexa wanted to be on the podcast. Pulled the plug. Like, if there's ever a robot takeover, I'm getting killed. Yep. (laughs) She's going to remember that. (laughs) Oh, dear. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But at least this kind of humanizes us to you. You know we're just regular people. That shit happens to you. That makes us want to crawl into the ground. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was brilliant. So, yeah, um, next suspect, not Alexa, but Carl <laughs> Gilstrom. Okay. Um, the police didn't really ensure his alibi validity, in Wait, my opinion, on. either. Just rewinding a second. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it for Hans? That's He's, like, Hans. cleared. Yeah. They don't they, look at him again. No, they're like, Hans, you good, bri. What the fuck? <laughs> Peace out. Like... Off you go, former Nazi guy. Yeah. We we think your character's great. We believe you. No worries. Sorry to disturb you, sir. Exactly. Back to your passing out in the hospital. Yeah. That's it. I thought that we were sticking with Hans for a while. No. No, no. Okay. I, I, I do, sorry. I have a couple more, couple more sentences on him. That's it. So... The police quickly dismissed him, as, as we've established. Yeah. The hospital staff were really puzzled by uh-huh. this, kind of like us. And they tried <laughs> to insist to police that the stains on Hans' clothes were blood and that they should test them. Yeah, because the hospital staff would know. Yeah, they're quite good at knowing they're like, yeah, blood or not. Yeah, we've seen blood a few times. <laughs> so, yeah, um, police never collected or tested the bloody clothes of Hans. Um, now... <laughs> Hospital staff also noticed later on, mm-hmm. not hospital staff, sorry, people in the area noticed later on that when the newspapers reported on the murders yeah, and reported about the blonde man fleeing the area and the composite sketch and stuff like that, um, that, that Hans went and cut his blonde hair. He had quite long blonde hair. Oh. Um, once it was published by the newspapers about the blonde-haired man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, he just cut it all off. 
Right. Yeah. That sounds like a rational thing to do if you're not guilty. Yeah. Huh. Um, Maybe he just fancied a change. (laughs) Yeah. uh, On on top of that, um, and his really strange, dodgy hospital visit, Asman had, or Hans, had also been considered a suspect in up to five other murders. You see, at some point... You, you, things get, are going to stick, surely. You, you would think so, but... At some point, like, you... I know that it's not entirely true that there's no smoke without fire, because dry ice exists. But <laughs> I don't think that's... I, what? Yeah. So he'd been looked at in relation to the murder of Kailiki Sari's murder okay. in Izoyoki, um, as well as the two women murdered in... Twyla oh, he that was... I had mentioned at the start. Oh. Yeah. Um, and all of those murders, um, Kailiki and the two women at the Twyla Lethe um, lake, they're unsolved. They huh. are still unsolved. Right. So Hans has been considered a serious suspect in at least six unsolved murders. Right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like How can a... you be a suspect in six unsolved murders and not be connected to them in any way? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that he's done it. I'm just saying to me, I really struggle to see how that would be a coincidence. Yeah. He's either just very unlucky. Yeah. Or something fishy is going on there. But then our mother has been around a lot of people who've died. Yes. She's <laughs> a bit creepy. Yeah. It's, so it could yeah. just be he's in the wrong place. Yeah. At the wrong time a lot. Or it could be. Yeah. 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 Huh. But that's kind of all we have to say about Asman. The other prime suspect <laughs> the police had was a local man, and um, the one that I mentioned, Carl Vladimir Gilstrom. Okay, is, Vladimir. It's a very Finnish that's, name, I think. Yeah, that's a cool name. Yeah. Now, Jill's drum was born in 1909. Oh, wow. So he was 51 at the time of the murders. Yeah, actually, I guess, yeah, he wasn't that old. No. At first, I was like, 1909, but it was, it the, was 60s. the 60s. Yeah. So, Jill's drum was known to have a massive dislike for campus, um, even though he owned a kiosk selling sodas at the campsite. Well, that's awkward. That's just like really shit job planning, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Now, he had a reputation mm-hmm. for, wait for it, throwing rocks at campus and cutting their tents down. Ah, rocks and cutting tent strings. Yeah, which is really fucking odd, right, when you consider that their tent was cut down on top of them. And they and were killed with they a rock, were possibly. believed to be killed with a rock and a knife. Hmm. I mean, it's not looking great for him either. So, yeah, in the days after the murder, um, Jillstrom was seen filling the well in his back garden in with cement. Right. Yeah. What's up with your well, sonny boy? 
Do you not want water from it? Yeah, but it's how not... does cement even work when there's water at the bottom of the well? Like these Actually, are questions I need to yeah, know. Yeah, how much cement did he have? How deep is that well? How <laughs> deep is the water? Does it come up as you put cement in? Yeah, it would push it up. Surely. So many questions. What if it goes into an underground cavern and you're just blocking up this giant network? Yeah, oh. or if it just yeah, there's an underground cavern, so it does nothing because there's loads of space. And you just there. constantly got like a cement mixer and it's just not <laughs> filling up. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, lots of questions yeah clearly ones he didn't ask exactly uh, um, so yeah a rumour started um, that he was actually disposing of the murder weapons by doing this oh because they never found them exactly um, so it had also been reported that Gilstrom told his son-in-law that a murder weapon was at the bottom of the well but again like you know how much credit can you put in that? Yes. Yeah. And how much cement are you going to chisel out to check? <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was uh, well known for getting drunk at times. So maybe hmm. it was just a drunken rambling. <laughs> or maybe he was telling the truth like people do when they're drunk. Exactly. It tends to lower the... In- like, that's the thing. I firmly believe, for the most part... You that- are who you are when you are drunk. It's yeah. just that your inhibitions are Yeah, and it yeah. can make you act silly and have... And make bad choices, but you're still you choosing them. If you're a silly person and mm. you get drunk, you'll stay silly. If you're a cunt when you're drunk, you're just going to get worse. Yeah. Like, exactly. you're not going to turn into a silly, fun person when normally you're a cunt. Yeah. Life lesson. <laughs> <laughs> that, we're, we're looking at doing some hoodies. That is what we can put. Yeah. Like, if you're a, a cunt, you're going to stay a cunt. <laughs> if you're a cunt, you're a cunt drunk. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, the rumour obviously circulated, unlike mm-hmm. the water. Um, yeah. That was a murder word. <laughs> <down there. laughs> uh, make myself giggle. Oh, um, but that wasn't the only thing Gilstrom was reported saying. Mm. So, when drunk again, um, he was meant to have told his neighbour that he had committed the murders. Okay. Like, but, like, again, that's an odd thing to tell your neighbour. Yeah, you can make a mistake and, and, and confess to murder once, but, <laughs> like, doing it twice, I don't get. I, just why would you want to tell people that? Yeah, like, I guess back in the 60s, people probably knew their neighbours better. And were bored. Like, if I imagine going to my neighbours, just like, hey, I murdered some people, I think they'd be very concerned. Yeah. Um, they'd also probably be concerned if I just went over to say anything to them. Just, hi! You're like, what the <laughs> Why fuck? the hell are you talking to us? Yeah. Though there is this lovely, sweet old couple who are, like, two doors down from yeah. us, who, like, wave when we're in the garden. And We've like, got lovely neighbours here today, but we're on a little full house. Yeah. And like. also, you're more sociable than me. No. I <laughs> do not want to interact with anyone that I don't have to. That is not and true. When I see people that I know when I'm out, I get really panicked and just like, oh God, how do I yeah. stop them from noticing me? I instantly, like, I go on my phone so that I yeah. can just be like looking at my phone walking and yeah. it's like, I can pretend to not see them. It doesn't give them an in an opening to start talking. And Josh yeah. says, you just say hi. And I'm just like, no, that's the last thing you do. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. God. So, um, so yeah, uh, Jill Strum told his neighbour um, <laughs> that he'd murdered the teenagers. Because that's just a fun thing to say if yeah. you haven't. The neighbour did tell police this. Good. Like, good neighbour. Um, <laughs> but the police just put it down to being a drunken confession. I'm sorry. Non-truth. <laughs> what? Babbling. Rambling. I don't think it's usual for people to confess to murder when they're drunk. Like, they... What? 
they did just put it down as that, but I think they felt a duty to investigate him because... Okay, um, good. So they did They did look at him. Um, they searched his house and garden because of the whole well rumours, um, but they found nothing. They also questioned him about his whereabouts on the night of the murders. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Jill Strom, he had been home asleep all night. Okay, I mean, that's a fairly normal thing to do at night, yeah? Yep. Um, his wife did confirm this, that but yeah, she she'd would. been there all night and he hadn't left. Yeah. But also, are you not sleeping? Well, yeah, that's true. How do you know? Exactly. And also, shes I never trust people's spouses. Cause <laughs> I'm like, well, of course you're going to say that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, um, they're, they're not the most reliable source. No. But... I never understand using somebody's like family or close friends as a like concrete alibi. So, yeah. Um, police ruled him out. But locals were not convinced. No, I can understand why not. This was further fueled by the fact that nine years later, mm-hmm. in 1969, um, Gilstrom, trigger warning um, for anyone that I'm just going to briefly touch on suicide. Um, Gilstrom did commit suicide um, okay. by drowning himself in Lake Bottom. Ah, the scene of the crime. The scene of the crime. But also, like, it is the local lake. And if you want to drown yourself to kill yourself, it's probably one of the yeah. places huh. to go. Okay. Um, um, also, interestingly, sorry, just to go on a tangent. I've heard people saying, like, that they don't love using, like, commit suicide anymore. It's, like, complete suicide. Because commit implies it being, like, a crime. And I, I get it. I find it weird, though, with the complete. Because if you don't complete suicide it's like reinforcing to those people that they're a failure i suppose that's an interesting way to look at it as well i think it comes down to personal preference in a weird like that's a weird word to use but i just i don't know i've known people who have been suicidal have attempted suicide who wouldn't have a problem with commit suicide because it's kind of just the general well, phrase yeah. it's the way it's just been put for a long time like i didn't even ever think about commit being like the word you'd use for a crime until but then you can but, yeah. commit pos- like suicide is not positive don't no. get me wrong but like commit isn't just criminal mm. like you can commit to a person yeah that's true it's just the act of completing something yeah anyway sort of like d- setting your yeah. goals on something yeah just sort of bring it up. It's an interesting. Because like, if you commit to making a million pounds, that's yeah, not, like, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I have heard that as well. But at the mm. same time, it always makes me question. Like, it seems quite insensitive if you've tried to complete suicide and you haven't completed it. Mm. it like, yeah, that it's is. further reinforcing that you're a failure. Yeah, that is an interesting way to look at it. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. Please don't hate us for this discussion. No. Um, I think it's... Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's important to be able to discuss things. Because things are so personal and subjective. And one um, person's what they are okay with... How they're okay with something being worded can be completely different mm, to someone else. Exactly. Like, I can struggle with how things are worded and get really triggered due to sort of mental health issues and mm. abuse that I've suffered. But I fully accept that that's completely different yeah. to someone else's triggers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, um Jillstrom getting back to it, he um was also reported in some places 
to have written a suicide note where he confessed to the murders. Okay, I mean, this is all sounding a bit pretty dodgy. But, yeah. I feel I bad for, like, for um, thinking Hans did it. Well, I can't, <laughs> I can't find it confirmed anywhere that mm. he wrote the suicide note. It's just oh, reported okay. in certain places. Huh. Um, also, when he spoke to his friend and confessed that he had committed the murders, his neighbour, mm-hmm. apparently, as well, he asked the friend what he should do. Um, to which the friend right. reportedly responded that he should drown himself as he'll be spending the rest of his life in prison otherwise. Ah. Which and seems like a goes. really, really odd piece of advice. Yeah. He then goes and drowns himself as well, which so, is... I'm not convinced that the neighbour said that to him. It's definitely pretty insensitive. Yeah. But then some people really are. Especially in the 60s. Yeah. Um... So, with this and all sort of that, people even now believe that maybe he did drown himself because of a guilty conscience. Mm. Um, and obviously, the choosing to do so in the lake that, you know, Lake yeah. Bodom itself. But kind of symbolic. Said, it could be symbolic, but at the same time, it could just be nothing more than... And There's I a hate convenient. to say it, but yeah, it's convenience and somewhere that he's familiar with. Yeah, it is just he lives by a lake and he, he would like there, to kill um, himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not would like to, obviously nobody, you know. But, like, but he is in a place where he yeah. feels that he needs to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I. it scares me with Results cases yeah. that like... <laughs> It scares me that there are so many suspects always in cases. It's like, so how can many. there be so many people who could have murdered people? Like, it's yeah. terrifying, the society we live in. So, because of how he sort of resolved to commit suicide, mm. um, it left the police as well with no DNA to be able to test years later when they could. Oh, interesting. Mm. So I'm sure he didn't know that. No. Like, how would you in yeah, the 60s but, huh. know that this technology was going to come out 20 years yeah. later and, and that water would get rid of Exactly, yeah, that, like, dying in such a certain way yeah. would mean that it would be rendered useless. But, Unless he was a time traveller. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I also can't see it mentioned anywhere that he had children. Ah. So if that's true, there isn't even that chance of connecting him by the via via. By familiar DNA. Yeah, that's Which true. is just galling. So did they have... They had DNA, like, possibilities from the crime scene then? Like, later on? They, I don't know, because it is mentioned that they couldn't test his DNA. Mm. But then it also says later that, like, no foreign DNA was found on the tent. So. Yeah. Huh. Because I always come to doing our recording, like, straight after I've just been there teaching a student. Uh, I come in with my critical eye, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't match up. And <laughs> uh, So, a final note about Jill Strom. Um, after his death, when his wife was dying, mm-hmm. she confessed that she had lied to police about Jill oh, alibi. Oh, woman. She said he'd told her that if she didn't do this, then he'd kill her. Oh, okay. I don't blame her at all now. that she fully believed he would have done because she fully believed he was the killer. Oh, my God. So she was, in at least in her mind, potentially, living in a really, really abusive, coercive, controlling relationship. Yeah. 
Though, oh my god! At the same, like he and he was physically abusive to her. Oh, so we know that he did abuse her. Yeah. Oh. Um, but then at the same time, he did die a considerable bit, I believe, beforehand. She didn't yeah. say anything till so much later. But then, but then the maybe fear can that, last for yeah, exactly. So she long. is so traumatized. Yeah. Though. And to be fair, even if he isn't the killer. If you're an abusive person, that could have just been another control method. Yeah, to another scare way her. to get her yeah. to do what he said. Yeah, another I've way killed people. To, yeah, exactly. Oh my god! And then as soon as she's given that alibi, he's got that control over. Well, I, I can put you in prison with me. Oh, we did um a whole like three and a half hour domestic abuse training oh. workshop yesterday. I literally work. could not sit through that. I'd be so bloody triggered. Yeah, that's the problem. It's great when you sit through training like that and you're just like, check, check. Yep. They're like the past, obviously, not to do with Troy or anything like that. But no, you're Troy just there like, ha, well, this is awkward. Yeah. Mm, didn't didn't notice that when it was happening. Like, oh, that's another one I can add. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, look, there's a new one I didn't know exactly. I can yeah. Off. Yeah, it's great. I just literally... Uh, it was awful. I was at a play in Cambridge, mm. and we were just like, we'll have a nice date night out at oh, no. Cambridge. Oh, uh, it was like little artsy theatre place. <laughs> guessing it's um, not a nice date night and out. And you go in, mm. and the room's all black, and you've got seats by the door, then you've got the stage, and then you've got seats around there, so like in an L shape. Okay. So where we sat, you couldn't leave... Oh, no. Because you had the stage in between you and the exit. exit. Oh, my God, you're trapped. And we're literally trapped there. And it was, um, throughout it, it was, like, shouting, people hitting each other, people getting murdered by their partners. Oh, lovely. Sort of sudden change in behaviour, and Mm. their partner would then suddenly change and end up murdering them. And it was so triggering, and there was no escape, and Mm -hmm. I just completely sat there and completely... What's the word for it? Like, like disassociated. Yeah. It was horrendous. It sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, at the very end, the guy got, the narrator guy even got strangled to death. Oh, lovely. There was no need for that at no. all. No. It was absolutely horrific. Yeah. That was all the fun as well. All the statistics of like, oh, strangulation is actually the second highest cause of people dying in domestic abuse situations. If you so. get strangled in your relationship, it increases your chance of getting murdered mm-hmm. by, by 10%, I yeah. think. A tenfold. Yeah. They've now literally, as of the 7th of June, made non-fatal strangulation like a criminal offence. Really? Yeah. Which is terrifying that's so recent, literally this month. It's terrifying but, that that is... Yeah. Yeah, not something like, that I could have... Yeah, exactly. But, like, it is sort of... I mean, I'm sure it was it's illegal own, before, but, like, it's it own thing. It would have been under, like, just, um, um, GBH assault or something or, yeah. like that. Or, but it's now, like, it's own It's so dangerous. Thing. It's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, as of the 7th of June. Wow. But, yeah. I also didn't realise that, like... Oh, what was it? It was, um... Oh, yeah, like coercive control yeah. became um, <clears throat> like illegal yeah. in 2016. Yeah. And England was actually the first country to bring it in. Go I was England. like, yeah, England did something right for once. Yeah. Like other places like Scotland have now brought it in better. Yeah. But still, it's like, okay, 
step in the right direction yeah, from england like wow yeah. yeah i can feel slightly proud for like a split second yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um we don't want to bore you guys with no. this uh, <laughs> so yeah back to bottom um i just feel like that could be like a tv show back, back to bottom, to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it sounds like gritty and drama it does, yeah um, um so yeah um <laughs> that's what they should have named the film yeah. not just like bottom they should have named it back, back to, to bottom. bottom yeah <laughs> um so yeah i just i feel like again i can't say because none's been proven who did it mm-hmm. but i just feel like jillstrom's such a credible suspect he'd previously cut down tents and attacked people with rocks mm-hmm. his wife wasn't actually telling the truth. You said he didn't actually have an alibi. Yeah, you said he hates campers. He hates campers. He was known for being a violent man that people were wary and scared of. Like, maybe something happened that night that just pushed mm. him over the edge. Which then, if it was him, which, again, can't say no. for definite, but if it was, what the fuck was going on with you, Hans? Yeah. <laughs> like, you were dodgy as shit. Exactly, and then there's also Hans, who's, like, been like a suspect in so many unsolved murders yeah maybe it was both of them together maybe they ganged up but yeah i don't know it's so gutting that i'm guessing we never know and we're not done yeah actually (laughs) there's more to go oh my god so aside from jillstrom and asman um police didn't really have any other suspects they had a couple of suspects like throughout the years confessed to the murders but like they were able to quickly prove that they were lying okay. because like they were like incarcerated at the time oh, and things like right. that. Oh my god! Like, yeah, no, you really couldn't have done. Try it. harder, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't. Well, no, don't. But like, yeah, no, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> carry on being stupid and yeah. incompetent. Please carry on with your fuckwittery. Yes. <laughs> so no arrests were made at all, um, and the case went cold. And Nils, the lone survivor of the attack, was left to try and get on with his life, Aww. which he did. Okay. Um, he went on and got married. Aww. He had two children and he retired. Oh. And then out of nowhere, in 2004, 44 years later, police decided to arrest Nils for the murder what? of his three friends. Uh, hang on, what? What? Just what? like quick, just like... Yeah. You turn. Hairpin bend. Yeah. Back we What? Poor Nils, oh, why? I I've kind Nils. of changed my mind about suspecting Nils. I don't know why he wasn't stabbed. That doesn't make sense to me. But, but then some places report that he was. Exactly. And so, maybe if you think you've done someone in with a rock already, like yeah, what's then the why would you stab like yeah, if he was the first one to be attacked. Yeah. Then you're kind of gonna think, uh, well, they're they're done. Exactly. Like, move on I because you've know. got three more people to kill before they like overpower you or get away. My gut says it's not Nils, but I can't. I, yeah, I I don't want it to be Nils. And he just looks like a sad sort of older man. Yeah. You he you see the court pictures of him mm. from being arrested, and especially like. That's... And it could just be me being biased because old yeah. people make me go. Oh my god, they make me. Yeah. Unless they like turn into raging yes. cunts, and I'm just like, well, fuck you, because my opinion of you's changed. Yeah, true. But yeah, old people just like as a general rule, they make my heart hurt. I know. Like I want to literally just like cuddle them. Yeah, it's just like, like no, don't es- look sad. Yeah, especially when you see like an old couple or like an older person alone, and you're like, mm. yeah, I love an old couple that still hold hands. Ah. 
See, I noticed this the other day. Troy and I really don't hold hands. Like we just don't, and it's weird because I quite like it. Yeah. But it just never really happens because we've just got Troy the. Troy not because of like he's like he struggles with sensory stuff. And... I think it's more just like there's always the dogs in the way. There's always the dogs in the way all the time, and like it's kind of constraining. Yeah. Like not literally, but like it's just kind of like in the way. <laughs> So I'm always holding Josh's hand, mm. even when we're sat on the sofa. Yeah, I, we do hand. when we're like sat down, yeah. but like walking, and yeah, walking it doesn't happen. We always do too. Mm. We actually had to like tell the girls, no, you need to like being ten and like seven at the time. God sake, go and walk on ahead. I want to hold Daddy's hand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, back to back. <laughs> yeah. We keep sorry, guys. We keep digressing, but honestly. I'm sure you love it, you know. Hopefully. I love it. If when you the... keep on listening, yeah. you've got to. When when my podcasts that I Morbid. love do it. Morbid! I love when they go off into chatting about their lives. I felt so bad when Morbid stopped tripping and they're just like, I don't think people want to listen to us just chat about our lives. And I was just like, oh but my God. I do. But I really do. I want to know that, like, what coffee Ash has bought today. And Shout out to Elena, though, whose um, child had a seizure. Yes. Oh. oh, my God. I can't imagine how no. scary that would be. So glad that they're okay. Yeah. I really hope you listen to this one day. Yes. Oh, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to our case. <laughs> yeah. Back to our podcast. <laughs> um, police said that apparently they had suspected Nils all along. Right. Well, that doesn't make sense then, because it's been like 44 fucking years. Yeah. Um, they said they had new DNA evidence which supported their suspicions. Okay. Um, and that it had taken so long to process as it was an old... 44 case. years. <laughs> it's like, you know, the Spongebob movie. 44 years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, that it was because it was an old case when the technology started being used in the 80s, so it wasn't prioritised. Okay. And like, but if they suspected him all along, you'd think he'd get shunted up a bit. I think they, yeah, maybe what just based fuck? on current cases. And they initially only had one lab that did the DNA testing Okay. Too, so. I guess. So they they tested the blood that was on Nils' his trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, that the killer had worn that horrifying night because yep. obviously we do know that the killer wore the trainers mm. and they found it had blood from Seppo, Anya and Mela on them okay. though none from Nils huh. I do feel that I'm, to me it feels like they were wanting to get the case closed Yeah, that's just my feeling <sighs> again yeah total speculation yeah. on my part not an expert but it feels very odd to, at 18, murder your girlfriend and two of your close friends. Yeah. And then, from the sounds of it, go through life never doing anything similar. Yeah. That it is a very, very odd. very odd pattern. And never displaying anything untoward in your behaviour, your yeah, demeanour, ever have, since then. Yeah, to get married, have kids, and seemingly just be able to go to a totally normal yeah. life. But, again... You know, speculation yeah. on our part, and it's just our gut yeah. feelings. And like you've said before, you always say, the only serial killers we know about are the ones who've fucked up. Yeah, though so, he wouldn't have been a serial killer, but okay. Well, but that we know of. Because maybe, ah, good point. you know. <laughs> but <laughs> so those those be mad as he Yeah, no. But me saying he went about yeah. a normal life, you know, who knows? And some of them do. But, but yeah. But we anyway. will never know, yeah. and that's it. So the police concluded that they hadn't been able to find any DNA from anyone but the four teenagers on the tent, like I said earlier. Okay. Um, and there was the fact that Nils's girlfriend, Mela, was the most brutally attacked, like yeah. we obviously said at the very start. Mm. 
So I've seen again. This and is, oh, sorry, just jumping in on go you. Go on. I was just going to say, and I suppose you could make an argument she's undressed from the waist down, but not seemingly been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could have led to a couple spat that he wanted to go further, and she didn't. Maybe. Some people respond very badly to that. They do. That's um, a good point. But again, don't know. Don't know. <laughs> not so, accusing Nils of this. <laughs> no. So I've seen really frustratingly two versions of the prosecution's argument. And I don't know which one is correct. That's very weird, because there can, there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna give you both of them. Okay. They're similar in aspects, but there's differences between them. Not surprisingly. No, because they're different. <laughs> so, the first one is that Nils got into a drunken fight with Seppo that mm-hmm. evening, and during that fight, Seppo broke Nils's Oh. Leading Nils to murder Seppo, um, Anya and Mela. Right. But the defence point out that how would Nils have been able to murder the other three if his jaw was so badly broken? Mm. Plus, it doesn't explain how they were in the tent when murdered. Unless yeah. Nils left with a broken jaw, <laughs> then returned later. Yeah. But then why was his girlfriend attacked more viciously? Well, yeah, like, exactly. So mm. that was that one. Which if you'd think Seppo would be the one that he'd have the like vendetta against. Yeah. And I don't see how you'd be hanging around for a while with a broken jaw to no. come back. Um, the second version that I saw was that the prosecution summarised for some reason that night, after a day and evening drinking, um, and they did have a lot of alcohol, like they'd put it like in the lakeshore and stuff to keep it cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Really cool. <laughs> um, Nils flew into a jealous rage, mm-hmm. and that led him to brutally murder his girlfriend right. and then his two friends. Okay. That he then inflicted his wounds on himself. That's a lot of wounds to inflict on yourself. Broken. Yeah. Um, and that he did this to make it seem like someone else had attacked them. Okay. Most people who inflict wounds on themselves like normally that's what catches them out because they can't do it very exactly well his jaw is broken but as you say maybe he did have a fight with Seppo. yeah like maybe it was from people fighting back Mm. but then his jaw's gotten broken from inside the tent while he would be attacking them outside yeah and the tents collapsed around them so it just seems hard for that to yeah the logistics aren't really working out and it also doesn't account for any of the missing belongings. Mm, like, yeah. Seppo's leather jacket was missing. Like, how would Nils have hidden this big leather jacket? Yeah, that's a good point. And like you say, there's the motorbike keys missing. Yeah. Did was they... that taken to stop them fleeing? Did they dredge the lake to see if things had been thrown in the lake? I don't believe they did. Because huh. no. that seems odd, almost, to say things are missing. But... I can't definitively say no but i can't remember reading it anywhere yeah which you'd think that would come up if they had yeah Hmm. so nils's defense argued that the information about the killer wearing nils's shoes was not new information Mm. oh my god it's brand new information (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was like their reaction (laughs) i did not know this They'd always known that the killer wore Nils' trainers, and Nils himself was found barefoot. Right, yeah. Like I said earlier, maybe the killer wore the shoes to muddy up and confuse the crime scene. Mm. 
And then there's the case of his injuries, as we've said. Like, the defence argued, how could he have murdered three people with how injured he was? He had concussion. He had a broken jaw. Yeah, like, those are... He was potentially stabbed. Mm. (laughs) Like, the prosecution argued back that the lack of Neil's blood on the shoes... Mm-hmm. had to indicate that he was attacked before the other victims. Maybe. So they put forward that the only explanation for this was that Nils murdered his girlfriend and mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. faked the theft of their belongings by hiding them somewhere, even though these they were never, never found, found with the army searching. Yeah. Then gone back to the tent, injured himself to make himself look like a victim. Um, which... Like, that's the, okay. that's the whole explanation. I can't imagine someone could hide those belongings so perfectly that, like you said, the army searching, everyone yeah. don't find them, and then hide those shoes so shoddily. Yeah. So then it just it doesn't seem to make as much sense when you compare it to, like, the possibility of the two other suspects we've talked mm. about. They, they seem do... a lot more likely. Yeah. But, again, we don't know. Mm. So... With the cases presented, the jury didn't find Neil was guilty and he was cleared of all charges, but it was noted in the court documents that this verdict was because the jury felt there was not enough compelling evidence to prove his guilt okay. as opposed to necessarily thinking he was innocent. Right, okay. So it's that whole, there's reasonable doubt, yeah, which, but good for them, that they a jury did it properly. has actually done it properly for once. Yeah. As opposed to just, well, we think he may have done it. So Yeah. It's, huh. So, yeah, they weren't saying, we don't think there is compelling evidence. But we don't think there's enough to, to say definitively it's definitely him. Say. Yeah. Mm. So, after the trial as well, Nils was awarded 44,900 euros. For Ooh. psychological trauma caused by the arrest and trial. Huh. That's a nice amount of money. I mean, yeah. sure, the trauma is going to be shit. And, <sighs> like, I can see why he would. Like, you've gone on with your life. You've, If you've not done it, you've tried to get over it and live mm. the best life that you can while yeah. suffering like, with this trauma. And then all of the sudden, out of the blue, you get arrested. Yeah. Like, your sense of safety has got to be so messed mm-hmm. up from that. Definitely. And reliving all of that when... Yeah. I mean, people have to not forget if he didn't do it. His literal girlfriend got murdered. Yeah, horrifically. And yeah. He almost. Like, they yeah. he was attempted murder on him. Mm. So, that's it, really. What? The case... So, we literally don't... Literally know. don't know. The case has passed into history in Finland and the rest of the world. Mm. Um, it's remembered in large part due to its mystery. And parents, I've read, um, will tell their children to behave, otherwise they'll be got by the Lake Bodom Phantom. Oh! Which, like, I don't know if it's true or not. So if we do have or get any Finnish listeners, please, please let us know if that is actually true. Yeah! Oh my god, as, if, as a child, that would have terrified yeah. me. Um, as I said, there was the film done in 2016 called Lake Bottom. Um, there's a band called Children of Bottom who hey. released a song called Lake Bottom. Huh. I don't know if it's any good or not. I've not listened to it. No. So I kind of feel like I should now. Children of Bottom are not a band I've ever been into. No. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's huh. how the awful crime has sadly been left. It's remembered in history as, like, this almost awful legend. And as most of the people involved in the case and possible suspects as well have died, it's unlikely, sadly, that the killer will ever face justice or be found. 
There's been no new suspects ever named. Mm-hmm. There's been no new evidence ever found, and there likely never will be. So it's just that, like this really depressing bummer of an end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it. Yeah, it feels like we can't be done. No, we are. <laughs> I also, I feel like I can't get used to you just doing like a one part case. I know, it's but weird. I mean, wow. this will have kind of like a related another case. Well, um, yeah. Hopefully, people have found it interesting. Yeah, and I've, I've really like enjoyed isn't yeah. the right word, but like it's really fascinated me. I hope oh. I've also not butchered the names or pronunciations. Yeah, that's too much. that's the question. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we'll go back to Finland in the future to look at the unsolved. Um, campsite murders that Asman was also a suspect in. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Yeah. I um, like. I'm not like, looking forward to. Is not the right word, no. but that'll be a really good dive into that one. Yeah, it's interesting when you've got cases that are kind of related. That yeah. yeah. Huh. No, that was really interesting though. I really enjoyed it. Like yeah, but enjoyed not the right word. Enjoyed listening to it, mm. and learning about as opposed yeah. to yeah. I think I've. Just yeah, I've never heard it covered in a way that's grabbed me. Yeah. I guess because this really did, and it's Yay. making me think: How have I not heard remembered? Before, yeah. yeah, how have I not remembered listening to it? Oh, yeah, cool. cool. Okay. Hopefully, as I said, hopefully you guys found it really interesting too. Mm. And um, we will catch you next, next week. Bye. Ah, oh, you've been listening to the, the Weird, Weird Sisters. Sisters. Thanks for giving us a listen. Um, hopefully, you're enjoying it, and will give us a like, a share, and yeah, yeah, a review. Tell your friends. Tell please, your... please, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything to help us out. Um, and if you do want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at the Weird Sisters Podcast at gmail dot com. That is weird with a Y, as we have said before. W Y R D. Why you ask? We don't know. <laughs> well, you should because you are English masters. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can also get us at Facebook, which is at the Weird Sisters Podcast. Again, W Y R D. <laughs> and Instagram as well, which is surprisingly the Weird Sisters Podcast. W-Y-R-D also. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we would love to hear from you. Any sort of suggestions, comments, just want to chat. We're yeah. here for you. Awesome. Hope to hear from you soon, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.